0: Hello and welcome to Liver Talk, a podcast series from Liverwell that shares personal and professional stories about hepatitis and liver-related news. Before we commence, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land wherever you are listening. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging, and to any Indigenous people who are listening to this podcast. Welcome to another Liverwell podcast. I'm Paulette Trevina from Liverwell, and I'm speaking today with Dominique Robert Hendren, who is the Head of Clinical Innovation and Digital Health at Hello Sunday Morning. Thanks for joining us, Dominique.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for welcoming me, Paulette.
0: Thanks. Now, at Liverwell, we promote liver health, obviously, and we're interested in ways that people can address their relationship with alcohol or take steps to change their drinking habits if that's what they'd like to do. So Hello Sunday Morning is dedicated to helping people to have a healthier relationship with alcohol and find a balance, which sounds like a good approach. And it's not about blame or shame. Dominique, can you tell us how Hello Sunday Morning came to be and who is it for?
1: Oh, look, sure. So Hello Sunday Morning came about in 2009. The founder was Chris Rain. He started uh, by taking a um, one-year-long experiment where he decided that he would quit drinking and um, see how that turned out for him. He was a nightclub promoter at the time. And um, so he then started to blog the challenges that he was facing, but also the the success that he was experiencing throughout the, his own experiment. And he kept saying that um, he would wake up every Sunday and the first thing he would say would be, hello, Sunday morning. <laughs> right. He felt, yeah, he felt so good that, you know, he he was clear headed and didn't have that hangover that he would, was typically experiencing for many years.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And how did that evolve
0: into "Hello Sunday morning as we know it now?
1: Um yes yeah, so as um as Chris started to blog his challenges and his success um it really gained momentum a lot of people were very interested and then people started to share their own stories and uh, it really took off from that perspective. And so he really could start to see there was such a strong community that was emerging from that and people were really benefiting from supporting each other. And um, hence, it kind of started to formalise into being able to be turn into a platform where it became a moderated online forum for people who are experiencing um, alcohol um, to be able to provide them with some, um, some support. Not only through the community itself, but we also have clinical team in the background that also will be providing psychoeducation, tips and strategies, sharing that with uh, the members, and also creating some experiments that people could take part in. Fantastic!
0: So, how many members do you have now?
1: Look proudly! Um, so, we currently have over one hundred twenty thousand registered members wow. that are, are part of the online community. So, it's Fantastic. very, very exciting, a thriving community, right? Can you tell us a bit about what you do at Hello Sunday Morning? I'm sure. So I'm the Head of Clinical uh, Innovation and Digital Health at Hello Sunday Morning. So I am responsible for first and foremost for the clinical elements um, that we provide in service delivery, also ensuring that we provide services of a high quality and to look at safety and risk factors. So that's a key component. The other component for me as the executive part of the leadership group is to ensure that we are certainly bringing in um, innovation, making sure that we are listening to our members' needs and creating and developing services, products and programs that will meet our members' needs.
0: Wonderful. So what's different about Hello Sunday Morning compared to other similar services or other similar platforms?
1: One of the things that we're very proud of is that we do take uh, seriously the component around the clinical safety. We understand that people who might be struggling with alcohol, uh, we know the research would tell us, you know, perhaps up to 70% of those who do actually are struggling, uh, sorry, uh, are feeling challenged by alcohol will also very likely to be going through some psychological distress as well. And our research certainly would indicate that. So therefore, we really ensure that we provide a safe platform. So we have moderators who are trained and put through competency. Um, We make sure that we have a, a risk register that we review. We have an escalation policy. So it's really underpinned by the evidence. And the other thing that we take pride in is that All of our service designs and products and program designs, um, we factor in the members' voice. So we co-design with our members. So it's not only what science tells us, but also what the people are telling us they need.
0: Can you tell us about some of that research that Hello Sunday Morning has done uh, into
1: alcohol use in Australia? Um, Yes, so there's been a couple of big external research that we've done. Uh, We also have a research team internally. So we are constantly evaluating and ensuring that we are looking at any insights that we possibly can. Uh, What we are discovering in our research, so an early intervention platform, interestingly enough, our research time and time again shows that that actually over 70% of the people that sign up for Daybreak are in the potential moderate to high risk for alcohol dependency Um, so we're seeing you know a different picture to what we originally thought we would see we also know in our research that uh, we have close to 70 percent of our members are females between the ages of 35 to 60 so we have a very concentrated cohort who are you know educated working hard a lot of them are mothers and you know they are great role models for each for one another in the platform. And um, as part of your offerings, there's the Daybreak app. Can you uh,
0: explain what the Daybreak app is and how does it help people?
1: Yes. So this is the online platform that we have. It's peer-led and uh, moderated by clinicians. So it is a forum where people come in and they can share their experiences and their journey. They come in at very different stages of the journey. Some people will will join the the day app platform. Uh, Once they make a commitment to quit drinking, some people are coming into the platform because they just want to moderate or they're in fact wondering if they actually have a a problem in the first place. So they're in that environment, they're reading other people's posts, um, they're getting inspiration from others, they're able to be flagged to next steps of um, services if that's what they want as well. What makes it work is that it's anonymous so people can come in there freely and don't feel that um, they'll be exposed if that's not what they want to be, you know, a lot of people still feel that stigma around drinking. Mm-hmm. So we want to ensure the anonymity is at the, um, is at the top of this platform. And, um, yes, so it is quite a, a thriving platform that the peer themselves are really cultivating.
0: Fantastic. And it sounds like a big part of it is, is people just connecting with other people. Do you think that um, people who feel that they may,
1: may want to change their drinking are feel as if they're a bit isolated? Certainly, that is a thing that often comes through and our research will show it as well. A lot of people feel lonely. Again, there's a lot of shame attached to it, unfortunately. So part of what we do at Hello Sunday Morning, we really want to destigmatize this whole notion around drinking, we also want to be able to encourage people for the for help-seeking behaviour because that's the other the other issue that comes up. People suffer it silently uh, because they feel they're going to be judged when we actually know this is a big problem globally and therefore we need to kind of really bring it out and put it on the table and have some acceptance around it so that people feel that they can actually come out and ask for the help that we know is, is out there. Again, research will indicate it can take up, up to 17 to 19 years before someone is ready to actually ask for help. Right. Okay. So I imagine it's hard to reach a younger demographic. Does the app help to appeal to a younger audience? So we do have younger people coming in. But um, what we have found over the past 13 years uh, is that certainly our audience is growing with us. So therefore, we're seeing people, like I said, you know, around 35 onwards to 60 seems to be the concentrated audience. Mm -hmm. We certainly are aware of it. We recognize the the problem and we really stand by that, you know, prevention, early intervention is really key and important. So part of our strategy is certainly making sure that we can appeal to um, the younger market so that we can try and really encourage them to get some help, even if it's psychoeducation around drinking behaviours, to really get them engaged with this platform earlier. So how does
0: sharing lived experience help people who want to change their drinking habits?
1: As you know, I'm a clinician myself. I can uh, rattle off all the stats and I can tell you all the science behind this, but we know time and time again, and when we apply the research in real life, we know that especially in alcohol, members are going to always be a lot more open and a lot more comfortable to hear from someone who actually says, not only do I understand this, but I've actually walked in your shoes. So we pride ourselves to make sure that in our workforce, we do have a mixed model where some people will actually come purely from that lived experience uh, background, and they really have a strong voice. They also, yeah, have a strong voice at the corporate level as well. So they can bring that to the table when we're making decisions. But it is absolute key, time and time again, that's one of the first questions a lot of people will ask us, you know, do you yourself have lived experience? And although not everyone does in the organisation, it is something we're very mindful of and something that we certainly um, ensure that we embed in our whole workforce.
0: Right. So tell us about the self-assessment tool. How does it work and what are the benefits of using a tool like that?
1: Yeah. So look, we're very excited with the uh, self-assessment tools. So the Alcohol and Wellbeing Self-Assessment was launched in March this year. This was in collaboration with a partnership with NIB. We're doing a pilot uh, project right now. We're very excited. We've had over 15,000 people enter into the portal. And again, it's anonymous. And when you go in there, what you can expect is that you'd be asked a range of questions. So certainly around alcohol behaviour, And then we also want to measure people's psychological well-being. We want to see if there are any depression, anxiety, any levels of stress. Uh, Once people go through the series of questions, we then provide them with their personal snapshot. So it will give them um, real-time feedback around where they sit on the uh, alcohol uh, meter and also around any kind of psychological distress. In that personal snapshot, we will then also give them some recommendations. So it's quite personalised so that they can take the next steps to other services. This has proven to be really, um, really effective. Research now, it's still early, but in the preliminary um, studies that we've looked at so far, we are seeing a significant difference. So we're doing repeated measures. So we're asking people to track the progress through the portal. And we are already seeing that um, we're getting a high rate of people who are definitely recording uh, improvements, not only in alcohol and being able to reduce or abstain from alcohol, but also in their level of distress.
0: Mm. I was just going to ask you about the, the results. So what sort of results have you seen in clients?
1: Um, so we've had uh, we've had over five hundred people sign up for the research, and again, um, so what we're definitely seeing is that they're managing their psychological distress um, better. We're noticing that they um, their level of alcohol consumption is is actually reducing. What is interesting as well is in the research we're seeing that once they do the initial one we're seeing that they're actually then accessing our online modules for further steps. They are also looking at our links and resources to other services um, in you know in the alcohol ecosystem. So if nothing else and people just do it once, we already see that um, over 70% of people will actually then take that next step. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we're really, really pleased and um, I'm very excited about you know, looking at the final results after the first 12 months. That's wonderful stuff. So most of your clients are from Australia. Um, yes, so we do have overseas clients, um but um, yeah, greater proportion will be Australians, and it's available freely for Australians, so that's that's a great um, benefit as well.
0: Yes, definitely. So what can we all do better in terms of reducing alcohol related harm, do you think?
1: Look, so I think having information around alcohol and its harm, and so we often will think about how does alcohol um, impact me? You know, what are the the impact on my, which we know, right? We know that the health impact on people's quality of sleep will be impacted, you know, clarity of thinking, making decisions, um, so cognitive functioning and so forth, health, you know, for liver, heart, cancer, we see all all of those correlations. Um, So understanding that these things, you know, we have enough science to kind of show the evidence that, you know, there are many reasons why perhaps we shouldn't drink or certainly limit our drinking. Also, though, I think the other key area is also considering the harm that someone's drinking causes to other people and society. Mm -hmm. So we know there's a strong correlation with relationship breakdowns, you know, drink driving. So there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of impacts where, you know, it does create that ripple effect.
0: Wow, well, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much for um, for sharing all this info with
1: us. Oh look, pleasure. Um, you know, I think it's so important that we destigmatize and uh, and share our learnings, and you know, make it uh, a psychologically safe environment where people can talk about this and and get help and not feel they'll be judged for it. So no, we're we're really honored to be you know serving the community in such a way, and uh, you know, thank you for your support to to highlighting that as well. So I think that's really important. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Liver Talk. For information, visit our website at liverwell.org.au or call the liver line on one 703 3